0: Hello, and welcome to Skincare Confidential, the podcast supporting the Science of Skincare Summit, an annual meeting occurring in Austin, Texas. It is my pleasure. This is Dr. Ted Lane, by the way. I am the co-host and the host for today, the co-host of the podcast, along with Dr. Patty Ferris. It is my great pleasure to uh, announce my guest, Mr. Eric Ducournet, Mr. Uh, eric is the ceo of global pierre fab pierre fab of course is one of the top what eric top three uh skincare
1: companies top two in the field of dermocosmetics. cosmetics hello ted
0: <laughs> hello okay the top two uh, in yeah. the field of dermocosmetics cosmetics in the world and uh we are both here in in france i'm uh here on behalf of pierre fab learning much more about the brand and had this opportunity to sit down for a few minutes with, with Eric, and so we wanted to make sure we took advantage of that, this time and our proximity. Uh, so Eric, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. My pleasure. Oh, great. So let's, let's just start with you and, and your history and your journey. Uh, I, I know you started with Pierre Fob, the company, many years ago. Can you just take us through what, your path to becoming the CEO?
1: Yeah, thank you. So it was 24 years ago. Uh, and uh, I began as a chief of staff of Mr. Fab. So I was coming from uh, a communication and um, a public affairs company in France. And uh, I didn't know anything about pharmacy and Lambo cosmetics. Uh, I was a lawyer by by, by education, by training. And, and um, I made what we call political sciences in France, which is a, a school about What's his name? So, political sciences. And um, so, I learned a lot from Mr. Faber. And uh, I had uh, this position of uh, um, chief of staff during five years. And after I moved to other positions, uh, the legal counsel of the company, uh, general secretary for the board of directors. And um, after I was in charge of uh, what we call market access. So, for, for the drug especially, uh, regulatory and uh, vigilance for the group. And after I moved in 2013 to the position of CEO of Dermo Cosmetics, uh, which is uh, our division in charge of uh, uh, some brands that uh, you may know in the. US. So um, I'm talking about Aven, I'm talking about Cloran, I'm talking about Fertur and other ones. And, uh, and after I've been appointed um, as CEO of the group uh, in 2018, so uh, five years ago. Mm-hmm.
0: Pierre Fab was such an interesting man. I'm a, a trained pharmacist. Yeah. Also a botanist. Yeah. And of course an entrepreneur. He uh, started his company in the 1960s, right, Eric? You're right.
1: 1962, to be precise. 1962.
0: And he's grown this company. He grew this company incredibly well. Um, We were talking earlier that he at some points was CEO and president of the company. At other points, he had had a a separate CEO come in. But his work ethic was such and his demands were such that it was difficult for someone else to run his company while he was still alive, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I think that's the case, you know, when you you have the the chance to have inside the company, the founder of the company. So that's uh, very linked, I could say, to the personality. And um, uh, so he had a strong personality. He was very involved in uh, in his job. And really, he has decided to to create perhaps two concepts which were original at this time. So the first mm-hmm. is the concept of dermocosmetics. Mm-hmm. Because as pharmacist, as you said, uh, he had a sort of, uh, I could say, nightmare in his pharmacies. He, he was seeing some patients that had ended their prescription of drugs for their more concern and that nothing to, 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 to find in the pharmacy at this time in the sixties, which were helping them, I could say, to treat themselves after the drug treatment. And mm-hmm. the only perks that were, were existing at this time was were luxury perks so coming from your mm-hmm. or other, other brand like this. So he has decided to create the concept of dermocosmetics. So that's really cosmetics by regulation, but presented, provided, and endorsed by dermatologists. So that's the first originality. And the second one is to have a company where you have in the same company a drug company and a dermo-cosmetic ones, And this is unique in the world. So that's the reason why I said that with these originalities, you know, of course, he was very involved uh, in the runaway of the company. And in this way, of course, he was very present and it was quite difficult during his presence to be replaced or or to be, uh, uh, I could say, uh, um, uh, to be working, to, to see him working with another guy so a CEO for example so yeah because it was so personal this sort of uh, uh, concern attitude etc
0: so I didn't realize that he d- actually is the one that developed the idea and the concept of dermocosmetics and of course as dermatologists now as especially in the United States we often have to turn to dermocosmetics or, or just what we call OTC skincare. Yeah both in terms of making the prescription drugs that, that we give our patients more tolerable, but also because sometimes we have prescriptions that just are not covered by insurance companies. Yeah. And so we have to turn to OTCs to help treat the condition. But all of that started with Pierre Fab.
1: Yes, uh, yes. And, and really, it's it's a concept that you mentioned. So that's not drugs, um, but that's mm-hmm. developed with some Uh, clinical endorsement, I could say. So, because of course, if you want to visit dermatologists, so Mm. uh, through the way of dispensing, for example, in the US, but perhaps you know that in Europe, we are visiting all the European dermatologists and we are really the only company to visit all the European dermatologists. Of course, if we want to have a conversation with the dermatologist, we have to provide to you some really scientific studies, scientific robustness uh, about the perks we, we have developed. And we have to give you the proof, the scientific proof, of course, of the efficacy of these perks because you yeah. are in charge of the relation of patients and you, you want to treat your patients. So it was really the originality.
0: That, and I learned recently that the same... Uh, development process that is used on the pharmacologic side of the company is being
1: applied to the dermocosmetic side as well yes it is so and you've seen because uh, i know you have visited it so you've seen uh, where we are doing our clinical trials where we receive each day 100 people um, treated uh, for acne eczema psoriasis etc with our creams so and products
0: let's well talk mainly during this episode about the dermocosmetics, obviously, but let's touch on the pharmacologic side of PureFob, which to my understanding is really focused on oncology, correct?
1: Yes. So mostly in oncology. So oncology, we are investing roughly 200 million euros per year in research um, wow. in our uh, drug field, I could say, and uh, 70% are for, dermat- for, for oncology. The so rest mm-hmm. is for dermatology and for rare disease. But you're right. Oncology is our major focus.
0: Yeah, and hemangiol. In, in terms of d- in dermatology, what we may recognize, hemangiol is produced and and by by fob, correct?
1: Yes, it is. So, okay. and uh, that's a wonderful history because uh, at the origin of hemangiol, perhaps you know that there is some uh, physicians uh, in in Bordeaux, so in uh, in an hospital that I realized that treating uh, a, a young boy for a heart disease. Uh, with propanolols so i have realized that he had an hemangioma at this time and uh, the drug as a result is hemangioma so they have decided to propose to Pierre Fab to develop the drugs in the field of dermatology regarding hemangioma and it was we, we did with them and we launched the perks in the US in 2014. Yeah
0: amazing how that has changed the way hemangiomas are treated completely.
1: Yeah. It's made it so much easier, and, and and really, that's that's one of our agility. I could say it's a way to reformulate some drugs to make them able to, 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 to be uh, to use to be used for treating, for example, babies, which is the case in yeah. the Manjama, because the right, oral right. form has changed, of course, the use of the drug.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So you know, another very unique aspect to this company is what happened um, in two thousand thirteen. Right, when Pierre Fab bequeathed the company. To a foundation. So essentially, the majority of the shares of this company, and correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but the majority of the shares of the company are owned by a foundation. And much of the profit of the company is transferred to the foundation with uh, a strategic mission. Can you tell us what that mission is yes. of, of the foundation uh,
1: so so you right since twenty thirteen so the non profit organization called the uh, foundation Pierre Femme, so Pierre Femme Foundation mm. uh detains eighty six percent of the shares of the company. so every time we uh, give to the shareholders uh, one hundred dollars. We are giving to the foundation eighty-six, sorry, eighty-six dollars. So that's that's their part, I could say, and they use it so to um, help people to be better treated in Africa and Eastern Asia. So why these countries? It's of course because there is a place in the world where you have the most uh, offer undeveloped countries and who was uh, traveling a lot we, we talked about uh, previously so was traveling a lot as realized and in this country it was very difficult to have access to good medicines so i could say to help these countries to have better access to good medicine the first idea was to fight with fake medicines because mm-hmm. fake medicines uh I took by a a lot of bad organization, uh, I could say, and sold to people in these poor countries. So it was to help the countries to make a mechanism to control the access of drugs in the country. So what is the mechanism? It's a quality uh, office, if you want, Mm -hmm. at, at the place of the Minister of Health. But what is done by the foundation is to pay for the training of the pharmacists that will be involved in this field. So it was the first idea, I could say, of the foundation. And after, it has developed other topics, like, for example, to help albinists uh, in in Africa, because albinism, as you know, um, is mostly present in Africa. Mm. And these people are rejected from their communities or families. So the foundation is providing to them a job and uh, helping Mm. them to have a better life, of course. Um, and uh, the foundation is too in charge to help, especially young people that have good ideas in the way of uh, developing e-health. And e-health is very important when you see Africa, for example, when where in, in some countries you have not a lot of specialists um, uh, in, 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 um, in medicines uh, for all, uh, of course, the field of medicines. And uh, you can be helped, of course, if you have better access with e health to a doctor to have a, a, a first treatment or advice regarding your disease. So that's mostly what is done by the foundation. Wow.
0: So, so the, not only are they ensuring that the correct pharmaceutical products are introduced into the company and not fake ones which is I can imagine how that increased the overall health of the population dramatically just with that. They're also targeting special populations such as those patients with albinism uh, and then providing telehealth or e-health so that they're um, providing greater access to healthcare for those two areas of the world, which are incredible missions of that foundation. And so so every time that we purchase a product from an event product then – Part of those profits are going to help people in East Asia and Africa. There's a direct link.
1: Yes, you're right. So 86% of the profit are going to the foundation. Yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Low, yeah. yeah.
0: In addition, because there's so many great things from this company. In addition, there's the the sustainability aspect and and the environmental impact that Mr. Fob actually took very much into account as a botanist as he's developed his products just you could see through the packaging through uh how the the resources that are used i uh, uh, this U.S. CEO Lisa was telling me that, I believe it's in the conservatory where all the, 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 the plant products are, that 30% of the energy used is because of a closed system, right? Where it's from the waste of the plants that's used to help produce the
1: energy. Am I right? Yes, you're right. You're right. So, uh, you know, at the origin, um, Pierre Fab, as a pharmacist and the and botanist too, considered that you can treat a lot of disease with um, ingredients coming from plants That's, and globally yeah. the nature. So today, when you see all the portfolio of Pierre Fabre, uh, 60% of our products are using uh, natural ingredient. whatever it is, water, for example, mm-hmm. for Avène, or it is a plant, um, for example, for Navelbean, which is an anti-cancer drug. Mm-hmm. And, and um, what he has done, he has built the most important European library regarding plants, Mm -hmm. which is present in our facility for R&D in Toulouse, so in the south of France. And um, it has been recognized by the European Commission uh, as officially the most important library of plants in Europe. uh, And and from this, you can source a lot of active ingredients and a lot of innovation. So I mention this because at the origin, when you want, of course, to go back to this history of medicine and pharmacy, and to use active natural active ingredients, of course you have to take care about nature because nature, nature, sorry, is is really where you will source your your your, your innovation, and and it was the origin of this history. And today, what we try is to be very involved in the, uh, saving water, uh, of course, reducing our CO two. Uh, emission, etc. A lot of these topics and all of our plans and facilities are involved, like, for example, in all of our buildings to move to um, sun care energy or you know, to, to really save what we can save. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we have huge, huge, um, I could say, objectives, targets each year mm-hmm. which are controlled by our accountants. So, mm-hmm. for example, to reduce our energy consumption by 20, 20% each year, for example, during two years. And that's that's really what we are trying to do. So we are very, very involved and we call this the green mission of the company.
0: Yeah, I mean, Pierre Fab was well ahead of his time in terms of how he thought, obviously developing dermal cosmetics, but also the sustainability aspect of his company was well ahead of his time. I mean, it's it's only in the last five to seven years, I think, in skincare that we really focused on sustainability. He's yes. been thinking about it since the beginning.
1: Yes, because I think that he, he was very, very... Um, uh, he, he had a conviction is that um, when you are... and I will give you another example. When you are using something or when you are inheriting from something or when you are... You have to give back more than you received, I can mm-hmm. say. So, mm-hmm. of course, if, if you put yourself in this position, so I, I receive something and I will... I have to go to, to, to go back, to, to give back, sorry, more than I received. Of course, when you see um, the use of natural active ingredients, you, you have to do more. And, and, mm-hmm. and more was not only, for example, to have grounds to make the plants growing. So, for example, in the area of France where we are based, we have the 400 hectares of ground where we are growing our purple plants mm-hmm. for our use, so in chloran perks, for example, or Rene perks, products. But uh, that's not only to do this. That's to help, for example, uh, all the countrymen to be involved in a better way to make the growth of the plant, not yeah. using, for example, chemical ingredients. And when you go back to creams or, or perks that are used by dermatologists, if you are sure, for example, that it is really preservative safe or without any chemical ingredients when you are using Aven products or the ones that's very important for very sensitive skin or scalp that you are seeing every day as dermatologists. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, okay. So, so this is a
0: great opportunity for us to talk about Aven, the brand, which is what we really know in the United States in terms of the, the primary Pierre fob dermocosmetic cosmetic brand is Aven in yeah. the States. And so you talk about the lack of preservatives I, I, that comes from very innovative packaging. Yeah. That, for example, in the Zeracalm and the tolerance line, um, which is, it doesn't allow any air into the products and any water to, to get into the products. And without air and water, you don't really need preservatives. And so yeah. that is unique, correct? That we have yeah. a topical, a cream, a moisturizing, lipid-repairing, barrier-repairing cream such as Zeracalm AD that has a postbiotic ingredient as well. But has absolutely no preservatives, which may irritate the skin of a flaring patient with
1: atopic dermatitis. It's incredible. So it's not the end, I could say, of the of the journey. Huh? But really, of course, uh, I talked a lot about ingredients. Uh, I forgot to, to talk about. Uh, packagings, but mm-hmm. packagings are important. So, of course, reduce uh, the conception of uh, of uh, carton, etc. For example, yeah. for the packaging itself, but to 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 move. Uh, the plastics that we are using um, for packagings. And what we consider today, and that's what you are talking about, that's this, what we call the sterile cosmetics concept, yeah. is that if you preserve um, really the cream uh, of any contact with hair, water, etc., of course, you will preserve the originality, I could say, of uh, of the cream, the safety of the cream. And doing this, you will be better, I could say, in terms of uh, function regarding the very, very sensitive skins. Mm-hmm. And this is re- really dedicated to sensitive skin. So this is a concept invented by Pierre so It's a patented concept. Huh? Um, we, we only uh, authorize another company to launch uh, perks for high disease with this okay. concept of packaging. And okay. it will be launched in the U.S., uh, in a okay. few in a few weeks okay. <laughs> honestly that's coming from another french company but this concept is very original and i said that's uh, a part of the end of the journey because of course to put out any preservative for cream or an emollient etc is very important uh, because of course for very sensitive skin sometimes you are facing some patients where you can't apply any cream because Everything is irritating them. So Mm -hmm. I think that the the test you can do with them is to test these sort of creams because there is no risk of uh, other, I could say, uh, ingredients inside the cream except the active ones regarding the disease, the skin concern of the patient
0: taking the idea of sustainable packaging even further, my understanding is a Hyaluron B3 will be coming out with a cream that, that will have a, a replaceable pod. So you'll initially you'll purchase the pod and the jar yeah. and, then to, and then as a refill, quote unquote refill, you'd buy a pod with just the cream. So it really reduces the packaging of uh, you know moving forward of the second, third, et cetera, purchase of that cream.
1: Yeah, I think that that's the modern way we have to sell uh, our products today, eh? so uh, perhaps you are familiar to this uh, for for my perfume, my personal perfume, for example, which is not a Pierre Fabois, no? uh mm-hmm. the, the the company which is providing it is doing this for many years. So mm-hmm. that's the reason why we we decided to move to this way and exp- as you said, eh? so you 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 buy first the jar and after you 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 buy uh, uh, only the cream. And that's a way to save, of course, cons- consumption. We know that, uh, for example, to not reuse a jar is a, is a nightmare because to today we have not to every time replace all, all part of the perks when we are buying a, um, a new a new cream, a new ingredient. So yes, yeah. it's what we we will try to do for all our perks.
0: Yeah. So. You know, switching gears now, just to talk about aven I noticed recently that Event is launched in. I think it's CVS it has is. You can now purchase Avan products in CVS. Is that yeah, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's a new channel of distribution for the brand, right? There's a there's a new okay new strategy. Will you walk us through that?
1: I think that if we talk about about um, uh, business model of if we talk about. Uh, what we call in Europe, like in the U.S., omni-channel strategy.
0: Omni-channel that, strategy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that the only country where today it exists, that's the U.S. Okay. <laughs> because, because of different different topics. The first mm. is the development of e-commerce. Because, of course, mm. because of your very strong companies involved in this business in the US. I can mention the name, but everyone can see what <laughs> I mean. Uh, of course, because of the involvement of these companies, you have the country where the e-commerce is the most present for all the furniture of the all, all of the all of, of goods. So that's the first reason. The second reason is that because we, you have very well organized distribution, and that today all your customers want to find everywhere they are going, all the products. So they don't want to think about the fact that one brand is, for example, distributed in one chain of pharmacy and uh, the other brand is distributed in another one. So this Mm -hmm. sort of exclusivity is quite finished, I could say, Mm -hmm. except for luxury goods, but we are not talking about luxury goods. So Mm -hmm. that's the reason why we have decided to apply this omnichannel strategy uh, very frankly, directly, I could say, to the U.S., because that's mm-hmm. on the only country where it is relevant. So, okay. uh, but what we maintain is that we have a differentiation regarding that pr- some products that are really specified to dermatologists and the other ones that you can find in the channel distribution. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention it because I think that's very important to value correctly the prescription of dermatologists To consider that when they are facing a patient, that's very important to understand, that some products, because they are more technical, are reserved to them, and the patient can have access to them only dispensing in their proper office. And Mm -hmm. the other ones, more common, or for more common disease, I could say, are affordable in all uh, the channels of distribution. But sure. I think that we are the only company to maintain this distance, you know?
0: Yeah. So there's a direct dispense model. In other words, the direct dispense from yeah. the dermatology office. And then there's the yeah. the mastige as well um, Yes. From, uh, that we find at the CVS, for example. Um, yes. You know, we only have a couple of minutes left. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the event strategy as well, because now what we have is, you know, a real focus on cellular senescence in the Aven brand. And I know the Hyaluron B3 with the 6% niacinamide and the... The short and long chain um, hyaluronic acid has been shown to, to decrease the number of senescent cells in the epidermis. And so there's, there's a real push towards that, but you know, in addition to your beautiful retronol products that you have uh, in terms of anti-aging, do you see that um strategy creeping into more products that you're developing or, or will you move, move in a different strategy?
1: No, I think that what, what you said and the way you presented the products is very interesting because you you, you mentioned the ingredients, mm. and and um, you know that's a different way to 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 talk about the products in the US and and, and in Europe. Um, in the US, you are directly going to the ingredient mm-hmm. because uh, your very educated patients and consumers are knowing about the efficacy of ingredients and really focusing on ingredients. Mm-hmm. That's the difference with Europe. With we are more, I could say, uh, going in uh, poetry or you know talking about the <laughs> products. That's very different, um, and and uh, more literature, if you want, mm. than in the US where it is more straight to the point. And mm. really, what we want to do this is develop in this way because it's most efficient. And of course, the ingredients we are using. Uh, are very well known about by, by the dermatologists and sometimes uh, by the patients or, or by the consumers too, and that's very important. You know, to be more uh, strict, more direct, I could say, putting mm-hmm. in advance these ingredients. So that's mm-hmm. uh, really the way we want to develop uh, Aven now. Um, saying that, of course, Aven will be very close to um, his traditional functions, I could say, taking care about eczema, psoriasis, dryness of the skin, anti-aging, as you said. So, But, but really the aim of the brand is really dermatology and products that could be provided, uh, endorsed, presented, proposed by dermatologists to their patients.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that there's the the anti-aging line, right? Where the price points are in the 40 to $50 range, certainly very um, accessible for those price points for especially the the very beautiful uh, formulations and the p- ingredients that are offered in them. But then you've also got something where almost all of our patients can use, especially in the dermatology office, which is a syclafate plus, Yeah, um, which I, I recommend- daily to multiple patients, which is in the $20 range. You know, it's it's really much more accessible. So you've got this differentiation, which speaks to Pierre Fob's original mission in developing the dermocosmetic line to align the uh, the products with the needs of the dermatology patient. Yeah, uh, you're right. And,
1: you're, and, and, yeah. and thank you to underline this um, accessible prices, because yeah. I think that's a, a key point. And dermato, dermocosmetic, as I said, has been invented really, I could say, to be a follow up of uh, the prescription of dermatologists mm. or to help the dermatologists to have the good cream, I could say, regarding the skin condition of their patients. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when you are providing drugs, I could say, in this same, same field, sometimes it's not affordable for, for the patients, not in terms of price, but, but really because they don't like uh, the creams, the, the uh, galenic of the product, etc. Yeah. So we, we work A lot. And we know that the galenic is very important if we want the patients uh, taking their treatment along all the prescription. So that's the reason why we are working on this topic. But we are uh, estimating today, as it was at the origin, that really we have to provide products that could be endorsed by dermatologists so that could be affordable for all of their patients and not Mm -hmm. only for People uh, was the, the better, I could say, revenues. So that's the reason why we maintain this sort of prices, because we are not in luxury, but really in this middle between drugs and cosmetics, which is Damo Cosmetics.
0: Yeah, yeah. Eric, thank you so much. Listen, we're out of time, and I know you have to run off to about ten different meetings this afternoon. <laughs> uh, really appreciate your time today. Thank uh, okay, you. I enjoyed learning about this brand and this company so much since I've been here. Uh, it really is innovative and unique um, from what I've seen. So uh, thank you for what you're doing for the dermatology patient. Thank you for you know the, the charitable uh, mission of the foundation as well. And I, I really think it resonates with both dermatologists and our patients that working with this company is, is something that is helping the world as well as helping nature. Uh, and it's allowing your company to also innovate and produce products based on the botanical ingredients uh, t- to really move skincare forward in a very natural way. So, uh, thank you, Ted. Thank uh, you yeah, for your interest. Absolutely. So, so thank you, everybody. This is uh, Dr. Ted Lane. I'm here with uh, the CEO of PureFab, Eric Ducournay. Uh and uh, this has been the latest episode of Skincare Confidential. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and give us a five star rating if you have a second. Thank you.